Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Exurgat deus dispensur dimitri eius et pukiankio dedun deus ma facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Builder Mike at Radio Free Catholic bringing you the Chaos News Roundup. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diabolias to praesidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicis de precamor, tuque princeps militae calestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum de trude. Amen. Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatis Carolus et domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facem tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Builder Mike, how you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beautiful weather. Weather I, enough, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened on the previous attempt to record this thing, but the sound went out for one of us at least. Um, and I don't really know exactly how that worked out. We just know it did. So here we go again. We're going to make all the same small talk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> so, oh, yes, let's talk about the weather. Oh, let's not, because it's actually kind of making me depressed. The, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, the uh, a <laughs> lot of off-the-wall stuff going on in the news. It feels like we can barely catch our breath. You know, we, we just had the pandemic finally decide it was going to start spooling down. And what did they do? They said, up. Oh, War in Ukraine. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> and in truth, I mean, they were, you know, they were kind of beating the drums for a couple of months. Problem is, when you lie about everything, nobody can take you seriously. 
And they lied about everything. We know they lied about the election. They lied about Russiagate. They lied about Ukraine gate. They lied about the global war on terror. They lied. They lied about the CIA spying on people. They're they're still lying about whether or not there's a bunch of pedos in the CIA. They're lying about, you know, pretty much. Oh, no, it's going to be for climate change because they've been lying about that one for months to, or well, for decades. You know, they they spent so much time lying in, in the last two years. It was like an everyday thing. That when, and, and the sad thing is, is there's so many people still believe them. And and all of a sudden, and so obviously, I'm I'm looking, going, yeah, they're talking about war in Ukraine, but I don't buy it, I don't buy it, I don't buy it. And then they did, and I was like, oh, well, maybe they did have some intel, or maybe they just cajoled Putin into doing it. Who knows? Yeah. Hard to say. What I do know is that the good guys don't exist in this fight and the bad guys are only two different types of the same kind of bad guy at least that's what everybody wants you to think yeah that's it the problem is is if you listen to glenn beck's description of what vladimir putin is talking about doing in russia what he's been doing over the last 20 years and then you listen to him say but that's fascism it's really hard to look at to look a person straight in the face and not go well then that's what i want for america because i mean prosperity security reduction in homelessness increase you know increase in employment reduction in unemployment i mean they got an unemployment rate of like five percent right now wouldn't we love to have that wouldn't it be nice to get seventy five thousand homeless people off the streets of los angeles oh there you go and you know you go back then you go back to the, the 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 big lie of the 20th century is you know fascism is evil well there there is so i posted a a uh, quote from Eddie Azard, who, um, for those of you who don't know, he is a transvestite comedian. Um, he refers to himself as an action transvestite. Um, and I'm going to continue to say he because I've never heard him refer to himself as anything other than he. And more importantly, he was mostly dressed as a he in the in the comedy special I was watching the other day. But he got a great quote and he goes, well, you know what fascism is? It's you make stuff up. He's he cursed, obviously, but you make stuff up. You yell about it and then you kill a bunch of people. The three rules of fascism make stuff up, yell about it and then kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, lie, lie, lie. And if and if that is, in fact, the common definition of fascism, then yes, I got it. <laughs> well, the, that's well, and that's what that's what, you know, that's that's what we've been doing. <clears throat> exactly. Now, the problem is, of course. That definition of fascism is guano. It is yep. it like it, it's 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 poop. I'm trying to be nice about it. The problem well, is well, I don't know how many. Well, yeah, you're listening to a guy that's, you know, mentally defective. So <laughs> the um, well, There's no, no, I, mean, problem. no I, I wasn't I wasn't, ta- I wasn't talking about that one. I was talking about ever because that because. Well, actually, you know what? No, I am talking about that one. It's just not. It's just that it's not only him. Right. And most yeah, of America, everybody... most of the world thinks that yeah, since, you know, since the 30s, they believe that the 1930s. Yeah. You now, know, fascism bad. Let's get these fascists and, you know, and, you know, here we are. Now, for, for the sake of not getting bogged down in, in an argument that you and I, you and I have already advocated, right. um, you know, we're just going to accept that Eddie Azard's definition of fascism is out there. 
We're not even going to accept that it's real because we know it's we know it's crap. Right. But yeah, yeah, that's like everything else these days. It's 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 you know false. Yeah. You know, so much of what people, you know, that's the thing is they they've uh, reduced the that it means nothing. It means what I say it means now, but five minutes from now, well, it means something else. And that's of course why we're not necessarily going to take their definition. Um, And it's also, but the thing is, is that you have to remember that this has also kind of been woven into the psyche so bad that even sources that are a little bit more, you know, Christian conservative, even if they are Freemasonic, like, you know, the uh, blaze TV. Mm -hmm. um, The problem is, is that when they're making the description and mind you, I'm listening to Glenn Beck as he's talking about everything that, that, that Putin did. And he's talking about it, and he's, like, you can see, you know that moment when, you know that moment when you see, like, a tractor trailer or an automobile, and they're up on two wheels, and they're about to flip? Mm -hmm. You can see the gears turning, like, uh uh-oh, I think I'm really close to something here. And, and like, cause I was watching, cause I was watching it on the video. And so I see it on his head and then he's like, but no, this is bad, but no, this is bad. And you can almost hear, you can almost hear his, his lesser angel or lesser demon. I mean, you take your pick. I'm not going to launch ex- accusations, The um, but, but you can almost see that lesser spirit going, hold on to the bad, hold on to the bad, hold on to the bad, hold on to like, he, like there was something inside him trying to convince himself. And, and mind you, he's also talking about how obviously you know, what he's talk, what Putin is talking about is appealing. And it, well, of course it's appealing. Yeah. You mean I get to keep my culture as, you know, as a Spaniard, I get to keep, you know, I get to keep my culture as a quote unquote white person, whatever the denomination of white person it is. Well, because that's, that's <laughs> but well, I mean, ultimately like I could like, I don't believe that white people is a race. White people is not no, a race. White not. people's white people's a descriptor for a bunch of people who are from a region who may or may not actually be, you know, se- severely se- uh, deficient in melanin. Right. Doesn't actually matter. I mean, I knew I knew a guy I knew a guy who was quite clearly based on his physique African American, but was whiter than the driven snow. Right. And I mean, well, it's mostly because he was albino. The, um, but as long as that's a possibility, as long as that's out there. You know, you, you look at it like, okay, skin color is really not going to get you by. There's more to it. Right. Um, and you're also not going to tell me that a German culture is the same as a Latvian culture or a Polish culture or, or an French. Italian culture yes. or the French or, or, you know, the Danish or the Swiss or the Swedish or the Nor or the Norwegian. Like when you travel around all of the countries of white people, what you don't get is a sense of uniformity. Right. Except in the United States. Uh, and even and even then, that takes, you know, that takes a couple generations to really sort of settle in. Mm-hmm. The so clearly the problem isn't white people. Uh, um, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the problem is white people. Who knows? Maybe maybe we're the ones who are crazy. You know, we're the moon bats because we're like, no, that's you know, it's about more than just, you know, physical color. It's about our traditions. It's about our culture. Or maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're right. Who knows? I'm going to, but we're going to leave that part B except to say that when Putin says you can preserve your national heritage, your heritage, your culture, your belief system in a country today, particularly the way in the condition that the U S is in 
when France has rejected our laïcité, as they would like to say, and Germany has rejected our, you know, exported liberal liberalist. I'm not even going to call them liberal, but liberalist and libertine culture. Like, because out because we've decided that we hate everything that is Christian, everything that is conservative, everything that is American. And don't get me wrong. I'm not a big fan of everything going on in America. I'm not a big fan of American history. Not like I was. I used to be proud of American history. And then I found out that, you know, they were lying back then, too. Yeah, it, goes, it goes all the way back. You know, it's like uh, uh, RTF Mike with his uh, unpopular opinion a few weeks back. That really. Uh, that kind of like, you know, the the uh, the, the, the Tumblr clicked. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of, I I live right now, Radio Free Catholic is headquartered out of Montana. Montana, derived specifically from both the Latin and the Spanish for mountain, Mm -hmm. formerly Catholic land. Yep. And I say formerly Catholic land because it's still mostly Catholic land. Like, you would be surprised. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff up here where you look around and you go, oh, yeah, that's still Catholic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and fortunately, nobody ever looked at Montana and thought it was important enough to come up here and unseat all the Catholics. Interesting. I mean, I mean, beyond. Well, I mean, like our governor, um, Gianforte is Italian. He's Italian Catholic. Okay. Um, the uh, the mayor of Great Falls, Catholic. Um, the the mayor in Helena, also Catholic. Um, the mayor in Bozeman, the mayors both in Bozeman and Billings are Catholic. Missoula, I think, has gone lefty, which means probably a fallen away Catholic. Um, but like when you travel around, like there are still, I mean, there's a, like, there's a bunch, like you go downtown, there's a bunch of like, uh, various flavors of, there's about four or five flavors of, of Protestant churches down there, but the biggest church, but there's like nine Catholic churches. Wow. In the, Great, in the Great Falls area. I mean, granted, you know, they're empty. And so most yeah. of them aren't getting used. But but there are nine. There's nine. There's something like nine Catholic churches and then a Greek Orthodox church. And then. Uh, let's see, there's a Lutheran, a Presbyterian, a Reformed Baptist of some flavor, if I remember correctly. And then and then there's, you know, you get the couple like new church, whatever you know, new church, freedom, Christian center stuff, whatever. Um, and yeah. And that, but like there's Christianity, like there's mainstream Protestant Christianity here, but there's a lot of Catholic and it like in Vaughn Catholic church out in Fort Shaw Catholic church, you go out to belt. It's there's a Catholic, like, I mean, there's like, and there's Catholic churches in every one of these small towns. Um, there's a Catholic church, three about, I think about three eight or three about, about three quarters of a mile, uh, by my estimation, from a Mennonite church. As you're as you're heading out uh, towards the mountainside, and it's like, there really only looks like there's enough people to actually fill the Mennonite church, and yet there's still a Catholic church. Interesting. <laughs> so, like, this is very much still Catholic country culturally speaking. Which I think actually has a lot to do with why they're not about the federal overreach and all that. 
because there's still enough of that persecuted Catholic blood. Because, I mean, even even in the native tribes, you know, you got a lot of native tribes, a lot of natives up here that are that are also Catholic. So yeah. it's 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 spread out. And so I do feel like I mean, granted, it's mostly New Church, Nova Sordo. However, Helena, um, that new Mel Gibson movie, Father Stu, that's coming out with uh, um, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, yeah, that Mark guy. Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Father Stewart was a priest in the Helena diocese. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I was, I listened to father Dave Nick's interview, Mel Gibson today. Yeah. Yeah. So the, like <laughs> there's a lot of cultural Catholicism. I mean, it's been, you know, kind of Americanized, but it's, but there's a lot of cultural Catholicism up here and yeah. like, and you know, seven minutes from where I, from where I live, there's a society of St. Pius the fifth chapel, um, mm-hmm which is basically where all the trads and great falls go. Um, except for this guy, who's not a set of a contest. Yeah. So the, uh, and when I say all the trads, I mean, that joker's full. They do multiple masses every Sunday. They do, they do masses every single day. They do first Friday and first Saturday. And wow. they like, they, then they run through the whole thing and it is full all the time. Yeah. Um, and if they were not said a, I would be in, I would be there. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and it's it's marvelous, spectacular, hugely Catholic up here. Um, I ran into somebody who uh, I ran into somebody who's like with the Montana Montana Tourist Association. Really, really wonderful lady. Um, and the whole reason why she stopped me was because she was like, "Hey," because um, I had my rosary in my hand. Uh, I had uh, actually had the chaplet of, of the Holy Face wrapped around, wrapped around my left hand, and she spotted that, and we got to talking. Um, and she was like, "Well, I figured it would be safe because you know anybody who's walking around with a rosary in their hand uh, <laughs> yeah. might actually use it." So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to like you know just shoved in a pocket. Yeah, as opposed to just shoved in a pocket or you know hanging around the neck or whatever. The yeah. um, the. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, and it was remarkable. That was also when I found out that, uh, like the major gas station chain, there's one major, they have a monopoly in Montana and I love them. Why? Because they're Catholic because every year they, they, uh, it's a, it's a small company or a small business. I mean, it's a corporate, but it's not like public. The, um, you know, they basically run all of the fuel in Montana and every year they run at least three or four major charities raised, you know, three, four million dollars in, in in charity funds to go to, you know, children's hospitals and this, that and the other. Um, so like the good works are obviously going through, um, you know, they have ridiculous discounts. If you happen to be a discount member with, you know, with any of the chains, like it, it all kind of carries over. Um wow. And so like, and so like, they're not into fleecing people. They always have very, like the gas stations are actually like some of the gas stations around here are better than some restaurants. Um, you know, when it comes to food quality and stuff like that and like a very, very squared away, obviously uh company and clearly a squared away family who's very much into, you know, the, the principle, the basic principles, the core tenets of Catholicism, they show it in the way they run their business. Except, and this is kind of the big one, except for the whole Sunday obligation thing, because they are open seven days a week. Yeah, um, difficult. But 
in the world, in, in, in this country, um, try to find people that aren't doing that. I mean, even if you could, like, I mean, could, <laughs> could all of the gas stations in Montana afford to be closed? That's actually how you open up for some really, really detestable people to sleep, sneak their way in. So oh, that's, the, that's, yeah, that, that's like, it's, it's not, uh, you know, in this day and age, it's not, uh, it's not easy. Yeah. Not simple. And, I mean, there's ways. There's ways that you can like, kind of like try to work around it. You know, maybe your employees work, you know, half a day so that they can get the mass. I mean, there are exceptions. Well, so and and fuel, fuel and food are actually the the two big ones where it's like, okay, this is still, you know, because in a, in a time of emergency, if you're if you're in a, if you're stuck in a spot and you need to go get food, well, then you need to be able to get food. Like you have to have somebody who's willing to get the food for you. Um, and also gasoline. I mean, you know, if you're traveling 200 miles to church, you're probably not going to be the guy who's upset that the gas station is open when you need them to get home. Yes. Um, so yeah. like it, it, there's clearly, <clears throat> there's, there's, there's clearly a lot of mitigating stuff. And I mean, if I can't stand too high on that horse, because if I were standing as high as I wanted to be, where I know the ideal is I'd quit my job because they, because they, they have shifts that work on Sunday. And in all reality, um, I still fail to see the necessity for, for yeah. where I work. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and again, there's a, like, you kind of got to pick your fights. Right. Um, yeah. That's not, I mean, there's, there's, more pressing issues here. Yeah. Well, I don't know about all that. <laughs> um, remember that the commandments are listed in order of precedent. So well, in theory, it is less. Yeah. A, so, so it like in practicality, if there, if if in fact, yeah. as the church teaches that they are listed in order of precedent, mm -hmm. then clearly falling to pornography is far less dangerous for your eternal soul. Than, than missing working, mass. Than working on or Sunday. working on Sunday. Yeah, and Which, obvious yeah. and obviously, like a lot of people have a like, I, and I know, I, like, yeah. I have a hard time. I'm like, I'm looking at them going, yeah, but I mean, and it's like, uh, yeah, no, no, actually, it makes perfect sense. One day for God. Yeah. Why? Because He's our Creator, and to not do it is blasphemy. To not do it is, you know, is obviously far greater of a sin than murder. Yeah. And that's something yeah, that's, that I, that's, yeah. that's something people really need to wrap their brain around. They, they really do. That uh, I was listening to somebody talk about uh, Lent. And originally it was the fast was 36 days because that was one tenth of a year. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And then sometime during, you know, during church history, you got. Extended out to 40 days because, you know, 40 days in the desert, Yep. 40 days in the desert, you know, for a 40 and also 40 years in the desert. And, you know, but most, you know, primarily 40 days in the desert. Well, I mean, that was in the time of rigid Catholics, where if they got their way, we would actually be we would actually be in a full on black fast from Septuagesima Sunday all the way through till Pastel Tide. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The um and <laughs> and I'm only half joking on that one because it is absolutely true. 
Um, and I'm only half joking about it because, I mean, obviously, like, especially you look at today, we need it. Uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it be, it, maybe it wouldn't be such a bad thing, you know. Maybe that's part of, you know, when you go back to the to the reasons of, you know, I mean, you know, troubleshooting and root cause and all that stuff. Uh, it's yeah. it's it's really, you know, there's there's so much to to dig down into. It's yeah. There is a thing I want to make sure that I make uh, clear to the, to those <laughs> who are listening. I am not making light of violations of the third commandment. Um, it's yeah. the, it would be more accurate to say that I'm joking about it because if I don't laugh, I really want to just kind of cry. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't seem like it's really difficult. It's like, oh, well, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that and this that, and the other. surely you don't want to be over scrupulous about about making sure that you're not engaging in any kind of servile work and this, that and the other. Um, and you don't want to be over. Yeah, you, you like you don't want to be over scrupulous about it. Um, and because it is possible, even with something that is kind of blunt as you're giving me Sunday. Right. Um, the. The thing is, is that we really do need to wrap our brain around the fact that failing to abide by our obligation to God, by giving him Sunday and holy days of obligation, violating the third commandment actually is worse than murder. Yep. It's worse than murder. It's worse than genocide. It's worse than abortion. Yep. Okay, because all of those things are sins that are predominantly man against man. The third commandment violation is a sin against almighty God. Yes. You cannot. You cannot ever hope to repay an infinite debt to an infinite God, even if it's only once. That's right. All right. Now, granted, that's why we rely on mercy. We rely on grace. Um, but I mean, if you really want to look at a good reason why America is going to get wiped off the planet with fire, maybe it's the fact that we don't regard Sundays anymore. There you go. You know, and and, and maybe it's that lack of regard for God and Sunday that outranks even the 61 million slaughtered babies. That's right. Because as bad as 61 million babies dead is 61 million is still a drop in the bucket to infinity that's right so and remember we didn't start killing babies because we wanted to kill babies romans 1 romans chapter 1 verses 21 through the close out of the chapter makes it very clear because man Failed to give God what was his due because he did not regard God as God, but instead elevated the status of the creature. God gave him up to all of his evil vices. Yep. So don't get it twisted. Abortion is not the cause. Abortion is the symptom of a rejection of God. Right. And that was one of the things that, you know, people were working on Sunday long before abortion was legalized. Hundreds of years before. Yep. So, 
Yeah. That's, <laughs> to put it bluntly, that's where it's at. <clears throat> oh. So, so what were we talking about? Oh, um, yeah, we, well, we ended up, we ended up on that twist because we were talking about in, uh, actually state of the world and eh, let's see, state of the world led to the gas station. So let's go uh, back okay. through the gas stations and head out to gas fuel prices with Ukraine. How about we pop out there? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, boy, actually, I really can't believe that I had to hammer that, that, that I landed on, on third commandment topic, um, from all that, but I suppose it, you know, sin is sin and it'll, you know, <laughs> hey, it never hurts to, 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 you know, never hurts to get a reminder to, you know, we're, yeah. Yeah. And remember on this show, we give no quarter to demons. So it right. doesn't matter, doesn't matter that he seemed to slide off the table and tried to hide in the shadows. We're still going to slam that hammer knocker right in the head. That's right. So the, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so we're looking, huh, that's kind of at the core of all all this stuff. Well, yeah. um, now, there's a bunch of stuff that because everybody's all talking about speaking of actually um, we're not going to do gas prices directly. We're going to hit the Christian civilization thing and jump back over to the fascism bit that we were talking about before. OK, um, so Russia made it part of their constitution that they are a Christian nation. And of course, their understanding of Christianity is Russian Orthodox. Russian Orthodox is schismatic. We know this yeah. because they, because they are our separated brethren. That's right. Um, the uh, and they're actually separated brethren, unlike the Protestants, they're yeah. just separated. They're just off. Yeah. The um, but yeah. So and there are separated. I mean, they're separated from our separated brethren, which kind of makes it two steps. So you know, it's two steps instead of the one because it was the East and then it was the East and Rokor. Um. <clears throat> So, like, you know, they went, I mean, that's, that's the hard part is, you know, when you, when you start splitting and it goes out to infinity, but we're still not talking about the Protestant infinity where it's, where it's Lutheran, Wesleyan, Anabaptist, Baptist, Calvinist, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, but the Orthodox schism, because you got Russian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, Ukrainian Orthodox, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's, you know, it's not the same, but it's of a similar uh, nature. Except that you can go to, to pretty much any Orthodox church and except for maybe you might get Slavonic instead of, instead of um, Greek, but it's generally going to be like a lot of the liturgy is going to look very much the same. The icons, all that stuff is going to look largely the same. The dome on top of the building will look different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same, but different. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> the um, no, anyway. Yeah, let's OK. <laughs> yeah, let's let's agree that there are separated brethren and uh, keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the I mean, we could go into all of their errors and none the least of yep. which obviously has to do with the KGB infiltration of the Russian Orthodox Church there's, and the esta- yeah. and the and the establishment of liberation theology as one of these sort of infiltrating, quote unquote, Christian ideas. Yes. So the and of course, that obvious duh, liberation theology is not Catholic. It's pretty nope. short. Like that's a short equation that we can do. Um, one does not equal the other. Yes. Um, and it doesn't really. It doesn't really matter 
too much on that end because Christ is going to bring all Christ is going to bring all of us back to him. Some of us will regret it and some of us won't. That's right. basically how that's going to go. Um, and the what and I say some of us, most of us will regret it and some of us, a very few won't. <laughs> um, yeah. The <clears throat> so we can quibble about all that. Uh, we can quibble about a whole bunch of stuff. But from right. a geopolitical, practical perspective, uh, from a temporal material perspective, they're headed in the right direction. Now, do they have a long way to go? Of course they do. Yeah. Um, I've, I've actually I've got a friend at work who is Eastern Orthodox. Um, I think he might even no he's no he's Eastern Orthodox, although his church is close with the Rocor Church uh, locally. Um, and they are closer with the Rocor Church than they are with the Catholic Church. And I got to say, you know, I don't really blame them. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that close with the Catholic Church in my town. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the, the, you know, because when I go to when I go to one of these churches, when I go to one of the churches locally, it doesn't even feel like it, it doesn't feel like anything even remotely resembling Catholicism. Nope. Certainly not the Catholicism of my fathers, of my patrimony. Right. And that's the important and that's kind of the important thing for me. Now, what all those yahoos out there want to be like, well, if that's how you feel about it, you're already basically in schism. No, 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 no. Because yeah. my belief because my belief system matches with the previous 1960 years. Yeah. And it's only been in this last 70 years that the that my views and the church's views even appear to be different. Yeah. And it's not because I changed. It's because the church changed. Right. And yeah, I that's... say the church meaning the human element, because I'm not getting drawn down into that stupid argument either, the human yes. element of the church decided it was going to walk away from the eternal magisterium and and sort of fluff up and over, and fluff up is actually the perfect word for it, the yeah. temporal works of mercy yep. to become the whole, the whole of the project of the Catholic Church. Yes. That's only half the story. And it can't, and that half of the story isn't supposed to be the majority. That's right. Next, the Lex Suprema of the church is the salvation of souls, not feeding the poor. That's right. Christ himself said it. So that's how I feel about anybody who's like, I'm not trying to hear it, Karen. Go back to the parish council and go tell Susan to leave the priest alone. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> the, um, but yeah, so they're at least from a Russia, from a temporal standpoint is at least headed in the right direction. Is there a lot of wickedness there? Probably who knows? Yeah. You know, honestly, I can't, you, you can't trust the news coming out of there. Well, that's the thing is, you know, we're, we're sitting in our cesspools telling them that they stink. Exactly. And, and mind you, I can't, honestly, I can't trust the news that they release and I well, can't trust exactly. the news that we release. No. So, I'll just leave it up as an unknown, but it appears to be headed in the right direction. Is that actually true? I don't know. If our lady, if our lady's prediction that Russia was going to be scorched, then clearly the answer is no, because they put on a really like, the, you know, they're the wolves and they got a really good sheep, uh, sheepskin suit that, the, you know, and they're big pimping as sheep and That's they're right. going to, and they're going to pay for that. Cool. Yeah. You know who's? You know whose pay grade that is? Not mine. Yeah. <laughs> the. Oh, I just had a brain fart. Oh, yeah. 
the idea that that Putin is a fascist and that his presentation, his representation, how he has made fascism for his country involves increasing their financial prosperity, increasing the home ownership, reducing reducing the number of children born out of wedlock. I mean, it's still a crazy high number. Reducing the number of children um, that are aborted, which is also still a crazy high number, but it is on the decline. Like the symptoms of a broken society seem to be waning. Right. And that's the thing is like, yeah, maybe they don't have it. Maybe they don't have it right. But at least they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Or it seems to be they're moving in the right direction. Whereas the symptoms of our broken society seem to be waxing. And I'm not a fan of that. No. I mean, things things here, I mean, you know, it, it just gets stranger and stranger. And, you know, there's no, there's no, it seems to be there's no end of it. Yeah, yeah. And it seems to be that, well, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to jump over to part two of this one, which is everybody who supports Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Guys, have you looked at the roster of people who support Ukraine? What's more likely? All of these people who have been habitually wrong and wickedly so, with in many cases with legitimate, visible, provable, evil intent. What is more likely that those people accidentally just all at once turned out to be right this time or that you're getting duped? Yep. Given the fact that you've already been duped for COVID, you were already duped in the global war on terror, you were already duped in trickle-down economics, you were already duped in, in NAFTA, you were already duped in CAFTA, you were already duped with NATO, you were already duped with the Euro, you were already duped with globalism, you were already duped with China. All Everything came out of China, that's come out of China in the last 30 years. So what's more likely? That they're trying to dupe you again or that they accidentally got it right? And that's the thing, even if the even if they, you know, even if they don't have pure motives for it, at least they're doing it right. I mean, and that's the, that's the other thing, the things that Putin is doing, you know, reducing, uh, increasing home ownership, you know, reducing um, out of wedlock, reducing abortions. That's all going against the globalist agenda, the technocratic uh, technocratic union. There you go. <laughs> the, um, and the technocratic union who have managed to be evil and wrong all this time. I mean, do you really think they're not still trying to pull the strings? And if they are still trying to pull the strings, isn't that a reason to distance yourself? Well, there you go. And I mean, that's, that's, you know, one of the reasons why Putin is making them mad. Exactly. Going against them, you know, I had it pointed out actually. So, the two times that Donald Trump was impeached, do you remember what was happening at the time? Um, I have to, you have to refresh my memory. Okay, so the two times he was impeached, one of them was the phone call with Volodymyr uh, Zelensky, where they tried to say it was the quid pro quo when Trump uh, was like, "Hey, you want? Hey, you probably want to try and get into your government and clean out some of that nastiness." Um, because apparently your nastiness is connected to our nastiness vis-a-vis Joe Biden. And you may want to get to that. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so that was the second one. What was the first one? Uh, again, yeah, I don't know. It was right after he got done telling the NATO leaders that they need to get off their dead ass and pay their fair share. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Or yep. just disband the organization because the United yep. States isn't going to play this game anymore where we're paying double what we're supposed to pay of a much larger GDP and they're not even paying half. Well, I mean, and he had, I mean, I don't know if he went all the way with it, but what's the point of NATO? The point of NATO was to f- defend Western Europe from the Soviet Union. There is no longer a Soviet Union. Therefore, why do we still need NATO? Exactly. Both times centered, both of his impeachments centered around his undermining the globalist European Euro NATO agenda. Yep. Both of them. And I'm looking at that and I'm going, huh, all right. Vladimir Zelensky ran, uh, if you remember, he was getting lambasted in the media because he ran as a Trump figure where he was trying to, where he was looking for an independent national Ukraine. Ukraine for Ukrainians, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, cool. And he wanted to read and he wanted to bandage up and reconcile with Russia. That was the platform he ran on. Yep. Now compare that to Vladimir Zelensky today. Yeah. Doesn't look the same. Does not look the same. And the West seems to be doing everything that they can to promote Vladimir Zelensky into the Giga Chad that, I mean, he's a comedian and so great, but he's not the Giga Chad. Like they're literally going like, I've been hearing that on like TikTok and other social media, like he's starting to turn. You remember when Andrew Cuomo was like being promoted as like the sexiest man alive? I mean, that gorilla looking goon somehow managed to be like America's most available bachelor. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they they seem to be giving the Cuomo treatment, you know, the, and to complete complete with the quote unquote Cuomo sexuals, the, the Cuomo treatment to Vladimir Zelensky. Now, to yeah. be sure. He's far exceeded my expectations as, you know, I mean, when you look and you go comedian and actor, like really how much gumption is this guy going to have? He's done a, he's done a pretty good job, except that he completely caved on every single one of his campaign promises. And for the record, those campaign promises won his portion of the election by nearly a landslide in the Donbass. Ah. So uh huh. So his hard left turn towards the European Union and the Davos crowd, and I mean, there's been a lot of reports showing that he is exceedingly. There's been ever increasing number of of reports. I mean, it's not like reports disappear, um, but like, and it almost feels like an exponential increase in the number of sources that are saying that he has become a Davos guy since he became president of Ukraine. Um. Which would make sense. It would also yeah. make sense why everything else was going on. Um, really kind of a kind of a big deal, something that everybody really needs to like when you're diving into this one, you kind of really need to pay attention. Those are things that you need to know. Um, oh, what was the other thing? Oh, the most important one. The most important one. If the globalists beat Vladimir Putin and Russia. 
we will have all lost. Vladimir Putin is not the avatar of resistance against the globalists, okay? He is the stick of dynamite that might just blow the damn thing up. That's right. Uh, See, that's the thing that so many people don't understand is, you know, that was was you that made the... uh, uh, Similarly to, you know, if some if you're having a fight with your neighbor and they make a call and you lose your house and your job and your money, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I've, mm-hmm. I've used that. I've used that over and over trying to get people to understand that, you know, we're this is this is, you know, if we keep pushing this. And uh, it's not going to turn out well. Yeah. Now, the nice thing about it is, is they've left themselves with enough openings to get taken down because, I mean, you can't. <laughs> the nice thing is about the globalist agenda is you can't help but be hypocritical if you're a globalist. So, you know, oh, we have to do all of this for climate change, but but China can go ahead and keep going. Oh, we have to stop oil, except for, you know, I mean, well, we kind of need the Russia oil and natural gas. So let's keep buying that. Oh, we have to do. Oh, we have to do this, that, and the other. Oh, Iran, you need nukes? Well, we don't want you to get the nukes, but, uh, man, you you got some of that sweet, tasty black gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and likely the same thing, and actually the same thing with Venezuela. And mm. it's like, um, I'm sorry, uh, but didn't Let's Go Brandon just undo our net exportation of fossil fuels? I mean, yep. we were a net exporter. And then he shut the pipelines down and he shut the exploration down. And I just found out there's a couple of dozen oil fields in North Dakota, which is right next door that got shut down. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, um, and now you're trying to like, you're trying to shut down Russian oil export at the same time as trying to slip in some last remaining black gold under the table so that we don't fall on our faces fully. And now you're negotiating with Iran and you're negotiating with Saudi Arabia and you're negotiating with Venezuela. And the quote from the Iranian delegate said, we got everything we were looking for and more. Let me say that again. The quote from the Iranian delegate, not Ukrainian, like Joe Biden apparently couldn't tell the difference between on the state at the State of the Union. The Iranian delegate. Quote. We got more from the U.S. than we expected. Mm-hmm. It was more than what we dreamed of. Holy smokes, what's going on here? Decline. <laughs> That's <laughs> you fulfill one one prescription at CVS and oh. they call you and call you and call you. It's like, oh. hey, you know, you still have other prescriptions. Dude, if I wanted Big Pharma in my life that much, I would have filled them on the spot. There you go. Morons. Yeah. Pro tip, uh, uh, turn your ringer off when you start recording. Uh, Yeah, and then I forget to turn it back on and I miss important calls. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the bonus was, like, uh, no joke, like if that would have been my mother – I'd be hanging up this podcast and I'd be getting on the phone. So (laughs) the, um, (laughs) it's like pro tip. Maybe you should turn your phone off. Uh, yeah, maybe not. 
Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I don't, I don't have to worry about that. You know. <clears throat> the um, but yeah, back to our you know financial economic suicide. Yes. <clears throat> so. Ukraine's going to have a hard time harvesting wheat this year. Hungary has said that this year they're not exporting any of their wheat. We are coming up thin because we came off of a drought last year, and this year is expected to be a drought as well. And that is most important because even up here in Montana, there's a lot of wheat fields. Um, but Montana, Oregon, and Washington are major producers of wheat. And they happen to be the three ones that were hit pretty big by a decline in rainfall this last year. Yeah, and I'm I'm hearing reports that like the hard, uh, fertilizer is hard to get. Fertilizer. Well, let's talk about fertilizer. Fertilizer. You know, one of the things that you need to perfect cow poop, apparently, is natural gas. Mm. Huh. Bet we didn't count on that one. Mm. Oops. Yeah. Well, you know, you just you just uh, put the seeds in the ground and you cover them up and they just grow right up. You don't have to know anything to do that. Well, I mean, if you if you can get, you know, a couple hundred thousand New Yorkers to leave the city, fly out to where you are, take a take a dump and not pee on the dirt at the same time, then you might be able to pull it off. You know, I mean, everybody knows you can put I mean, you could grab all them kids off the left coasts, you know, both up in New England, New England, New York and and Washington, D.C. And then all the way across the coast on, on the West, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of them that have plenty of poop. Some of them are probably, I mean, you know, do you really want to necessarily risk introducing heroin and opiates and crystal yeah, that's meth? Not good, that's not a good idea. In, into your fertilizer, but yeah. I mean, hey, when times are tough, yeah, just go get some homeless people to take a dump. There you go. Now, uh, <laughs> well, I was I was referring to that idiot mayor that said, you know, you don't have to know nothing to be a farmer. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to know those minor things like how much water your crops actually need yeah. to be able to be fruitful or something. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like the it's not like, you know, the lilies in the desert of Namibia wait 30 years for a really good rainfall to blossom. Ah, oh, crap. It is actually exactly like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that you can't really count on. I mean, that's that's beautiful for the lilies. But, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to, you know, eat in the meantime. Oh, I got it. We can always fertilize with Brondo. <laughs> it's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. There you go. Oy. Oh, it's a shame. I know there's uh, so many people, so many of the listeners are going to miss that movie reference. And everybody who gets that movie reference is dying laughing right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some are just like, no, oh, that's funny. I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, no, it, it's, yeah. Well, and, and that, that, that is what we have right now. Yes. Yes. And that. The title of that movie. That's what we have. Yes. That's. <sighs> I call them the technocratic union so you understand how evil they are. But I could just as easily call them the idiocratic union, and mm. you would still know how dangerous they are. I mean, it wouldn't well, be as threatening. Yeah. But it is pretty much the same thing. <laughs> and, okay, so what did they use against Russia these last couple of weeks? They used sanctions, and then weirdly, 
Visa, MasterCard, American Express. I mean, American Express, like you almost expect American Express to just do whatever the U.S. does because it's, I mean, it's in the name. Um, You know, America expressed it, so we're doing it. Um, But that hasn't been the case historically. You know, you've got, excuse me, um, Stripe and all these others, and you've got all of these major financial companies that are like, we're not doing this. Visa is cutting off international Visa and MasterCard, most notably, are cutting off international transactions. Now, they're not cutting off transactions um, like from Moscow to, you know, I don't know, name a suburb outside of Moscow, Um, you know, but not nothing. They're not cutting. Apparently, they're not cutting off anything that's within Russia. They're still letting all of that go. So the people will at some point probably be able to ride the metro train again and be able to buy groceries and all that other stuff. However, if I wanted to make the purchase of these really awesome leather boots that I found, and I mean, these are amazing boots. These are like handmade, solid construction, um, you know, I mean, quality, like from, from back when. If I wanted to buy these boots, the problem is, is that they're made in Russia, not in Ukraine, in Russia proper. And that's a shame because these are amazing. These are like a mate, like thick, raw height, like good quality leather boots. Okay. <clears throat> and the only reason why I would buy them from Russia is a Russia is not my enemy. The, certainly that guy on Etsy is not my enemy. I mean, right. let's be real. If right. I buy those boots and find out that somehow he took my $300 and funded the, you know, the, the march of Putin's army into Ukraine, I'd be impressed because that is the best money laundering ever. And I would expect to get really crap boots. Yep. However, that guy on Etsy is not my enemy. There's no stretch of the imagination. There's no way I can bet. I mean, unless. Uh Oh, Oh, yep, yep, yep. That's an emergency alert for weather. And uh-huh. y'all thought I was kidding about the weather at the beginning That's of this right. episode, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yet ah. another reason not to turn your ringer off. <laughs> <laughs> Emergency alert. By the way, I put the new di- do not disturb on my other phone, and it and guess what it didn't do? It did not disturb. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, – and yes, I'm not a fool. I have more than one phone. The Because um, eventually they're going to come for me, and I need to have backups. That's right. The um, <clears throat> it's not paranoid if you if you already know that they've proven they're after you. That's right. I mean, Canada. That's actually like but, no joke. Yeah. Anybody's like, oh, they're not really coming for you. And all I gotta say is, Canada. That's it. One word. Oh, so, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Canada. Mm-hmm. Did you just make the whole world an easier place? Because all of those conspiracy theories that everybody like, it's a conspiracy theory. You don't need to put the tin hat on. I feel like I'm just going to go ahead and put the tin hat on. I mean, yeah. like, this is. Yeah, um, yeah that was. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, exactly. <laughs> well, well, see, the thing is that these people don't under they, that the. Um, the people that are pushing for all this, yes, yeah, sanctions against Russia, 
is it's the the ordinary people, you know, like your Etsy vendor, like the the people that are trying to drive the subway. They're the ones that are suffering. Yeah. You know, um, I heard somebody say the other day that, you know, Putin probably doesn't even have a cell phone. You know, the phone in his office is a landline from like the 90s. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe he gets maybe he has somebody like do his Internet for him. But he doesn't care about that stuff. So exactly. this is the this is the this is the whole. Uh, this is where they're missing it. I mean, he's very likely one of those guys that talks about TikTok like a boomer and says the TikTok or the right. YouTube. Yes. Did you or go can't you find line? it on the Can't you find it on the Google? There you go. Yeah. It's very likely he's one of them. <laughs> I mean, you could, and actually, for anybody who doubts that, you can actually pull up the videos. In his office, there are two of those industrial, 1990, late 90s, early 2000s, industrial, multi-line, landline phones. Yeah. You know? And his desk is bare beyond that, which, I mean, you know, if, if I were him, my desk would be bare, too, but it would actually be a bear. There uh, you go. <laughs> the, oi, yeah. Uh, I know you, I know, uh, dear family, I know you didn't tune in for these jokes. I got it. <laughs> the, but, you know, I mean, if, aside from all that, like he didn't, like he didn't even, like, you know how they have like documents that are staged to make it look like they're, you know, you know, just so clean desk, just the phones in the background because that's where he was sitting. That's it. Yeah. He's into that uh, 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 5S thing. Yes, yes, and it's smart, <laughs> and it is absolutely smart. Yeah. Any, anybody who doubts that has clearly never been to Six Sigma 5S, um, ISO 9000, 9001, um, MDMP, or any, or any of those other ones. Seven Habits. Yep. Oh, which is the other thing. Has anybody in the White House read Seven Habits for Highly Effective People? No, speaking. clearly not. White House read? Well, I'm sure they can read. They just don't understand any words that aren't Islamophobe, racist, homophobe, bigot, sexist, misogynist. Well, there you go. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, synergistic. Uh, that's not that's clearly not in their vocabulary. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a big fan of that word. I hate the word synergistic. No, that's yeah, that's one of those. It's one of those. From, uh, it, it is one of those quintessentially 80s. Um, stockbroker, cocaine-fueled words. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. But, yeah. but it, prior to that one is win-win. Uh, seek yeah. to understand before you are before you seek to be understood. Yeah, there's some good ones there. You know, you know, like you like you've got some really good, like some solid advice in there that if yeah. any of those cockamamie yahoos would have read, we wouldn't think so lowly of them. Yeah. You know, what's the win-win scenario here? Well, is it going to win for you to cut our throats and shut off our oil, shut off our natural gas, shut off all that other crap, and then turn around and keep buying it from the guy we're at war with? Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're not at war. We're just economically devastating them with, with, with financial weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. I mean, like, no joke. No joke. There'd be a new convention after this is all said and done at The Hague talking about how these are economic war crimes. 
because wow. you didn't. Re- I mean, yeah, okay. Supposedly they seized a bunch of super yachts from the oligarchs. Okay, whatevs. Cool, yeah. you got a yacht. Bro still got like two houses on the French Riviera. Like, what? You know? Oh crap! He's got to take the bullet train. Eh. Yeah. Well. Oh, he couldn't possibly just hop into his Antonov private jet. Mm-hmm. Come on, guy. Oi, it's so such such lack of foresight with these people. Meanwhile, Etsy. I don't get my cool boots. Yep. They don't get they don't get three hundred dollars to feed their family. Yep. What the crap, man? Well, like, uh, like you're gonna tell you're gonna tell me the boot. Ma- oh, it was the bootmaker. He actually runs all of province of Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Get out of town, boss. But this is this again. This is the this is the same agenda that they had when they did the lockdowns for the deadly virus. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and no. most of the people that were affected in the restaurants and the small stores. <laughs> Heather Bingham Clothiers in downtown Crawfordsville can't open her store, but you can go to Walmart. Right. And, and that's, you know, uh, it's. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly. <laughs> and I'm putting and I'm putting it right there, because if if you remember at the uh, near the end of Batman Returns and Danny DeVito, the penguin is standing there and he's like, we're going to kidnap the babies and drown them all. And the clown is like, uh, penguin, isn't that a little, uh, and then, and then he shoots him and says, no, it's a lot. Uh." Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on guys. Oh man, I, I need to quit that one. We're not saying if I say, come on anything, Again, yeah. because I'm getting because as it, like the first one was like okay, the second one was like that was a little too let's go Brandon. The yeah. next one's going to be all let's go Brandon, and I'm not doing that crap. Uh, yeah, yeah, we need to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the, <laughs> but yeah, no, like yeah, the you know the pawn shop, the 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 farmers market, the you know the the local antique store. Yeah. You can't go there to get your furniture, but you can sure get a hundred and fifty dollar piece of crap from China yep. at Walmart. Yep. You can order. Oh, and actually, like, I'm not going to be too cussy about this one because every time I try to, like, while I was still basically subservient to Amazon, um, like, because I mean, let, I'm going to yep. be, let me be blunt. There is not a decent pair of working cargo pants to be found in all of Cascade County. Yeah, I believe it. And that's kind of important because I'm a mechanic. I'm not a cowboy. There are plenty <laughs> of ranch hand clothes and and various other forms of Carhartt type stuff. And I say Carhartt type stuff because, of course, Carhartt's persona non grata. But yeah. you know, um, but you know, like the that similar type of working clothes. But I'm a mechanic and I need pockets. And ah. so while I was searching for a good pair of cargo pants online the only place i found anything the only place i was able to find what i needed was on amazon yeah and i'm like oh man i really hope maybe these are made in guatemala you know <laughs> like i'm like yeah. I'm, I'm like maybe they're handmade in india or indonesia or something and i'm like hoping praying i got my fingers crossed three days later the pants arrive and nope it's not just china 
it's Xinjiang, China. It's right where the death camps are. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, you bastards. Like, I don't even get a choice in the matter. The only people who offer the clothes that I need for work, and I mean, and we're talking durable fabric. You know, I just discovered American Giant. Um, far more expensive, mm-hmm. guaranteed not to be slave labor because they're made in America. The fabrics are resourced in America and the text and the textiles are formed into clothing in America. Ooh. Exactly. Look into that. You're going to pay $140 for a pair of jeans. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. Um, But you're going to pay. I mean, if they last 20 years. um, As I understand it, these are, these are, this is clothing made after the fashion of back when you might inherit your great grandfather's wardrobe. Well, there you go. Like, Like you, like you pay for these jeans once. And when your grandkids are wearing them, then they might actually get around to replacing them. Um, so on, it's like on the one hand, great. On the other hand, they're going to last forever, which is, I mean, holy cow expensive, but on the other hand, they're going to last forever. The drawback is, is they still don't make freaking cargo pants. Uh, and I need the, I need the pockets for the, for the tools, man, for the tools. Yeah. And I need, and I need them to be fabric covered. So I'm not scuffing up airplane finish. You know, it'd, be, it'd be different if I was an auto mechanic. I wouldn't care. I'd just get whatever, you know, I'd get the most durable, I'd get the most awesome, you know, comfy fitting, durable pair of pants I could get from them. And I wouldn't even worry about it because my toolbox would be five feet away. But yeah. if I'm 15 feet, excuse me, 15, <laughs> oh, that's cute. if I'm 35 feet in the air on a scissor lift, yeah. standing on top of a, of a horizontal stabilizer, it's going to be kind of a pain in the tuchus for me to go down and get my socket wrench. Yeah. Have you thought so, of a vest? I have vests. They don't. Uh, again, it's the pockets issue, and a lot of times the what I run into is the vests have metal buttons, and the metal buttons. If I have to lean over, yeah, they could they could get because uh, I know yeah. there's a company that I've dealt with for uh, like tool vests. Uh, I, the name is Atlas Forty Six. Oh yeah, yeah. I've actually heard of them. Yeah. The uh, yeah, I, I, like, you know, they have like the Molly. Uh, Mm-hmm. system and you can like mix and match and and anyway and 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 that kind and that kind of does help um except <clears throat> that i'm currently <laughs> i'm currently fixing airplanes where literally every one of these jokers is custom and they've got this nice supple luscious grease sucking soft leather <laughs> and and i mean like these aircraft are made of the worst materials if you want to keep them clean like you got to basically take the whole airplane to the dry cleaners and pray for the best. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's like that. Um, and then on the, and then on the other hand, then it's, you know, access to painted surfaces and stuff like that. And I don't want to be the guy scratching all the paint. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah. So like my cargo pants all have plastic buttons and, you okay. know, and, and all, and all that other. So like, I have a lot of considerations I have to, cause they have to be just so, yeah. um, and I'm not ordering, by the way, people, well, why don't you just order some of the army uniforms? Those got plastic buttons and cargo pants pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, yeah, and those are also made in Brazil and China. Yeah. So. Well, there's a there's an outfit called uh, Sportsman Guide that has a lot of surplus stuff, and some of that stuff comes from like uh, Spain and France and. 
Yeah, yeah. And there's the other part, too, is I don't want to look like an army guy on an airport because that's I mean, if things do go tits up, I'm the target. Like, oh, hey, it's the guy in the camouflage pattern that's not American. Shoot him. There you go. So. But yeah, no, it's yeah. If if I didn't have particular particular needs due to the job, um, I probably would have just found another vendor. Um, But after like I haven't like I ordered because I ordered them as a bunch. I was like, well, I've got, you know, I've ordered five sets of pairs of pants five pairs of pants and I ordered them and they came in and I opened the tag and look at the tag and I'm like, Oh man, come on. Really? The, um, the only thing I have hope for is that I get credit for trying to not order from China. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing is you do your best. And then, you know, that, that, that's kind of like the, uh, I mean, how much, you know, how much do you do? Oh, by the way, if anyone happens to work at American giant, just know, I will pay $200 for a good pair of cargo pants that will last forever, that will not scuff up paint on an automobile or an aircraft, okay? So if you want to make those pants, I'm a buyer. <laughs> Uh-oh, did I lose you again? Please tell me I didn't lose no, you again. No, no, you didn't lose me. So... Anybody happens to know if you know somebody who works at American Giant, let them know. I will I will pay double what their most expensive pair of jeans or sweats is for a good solid pair of like. And when I say cargo pants, because I've got pockets on the thighs and on the calves, I need both. <clears throat> I yeah, I will buy all of them. <clears throat> anyway. Enough of that. We actually spent six minutes on pants, which is totally, which is totally not a radio free Catholic topic. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, no, the enemy is the enemy isn't the Russian people, just like the enemy isn't the Ukrainian people. Um, And the sanctions don't make any sense because you're not like when they first started, when they were like, okay, we're doing this. And then they were like, we're shutting these down. And what did we hear? We had people lined up around the block trying to trying to get on the train. Because their because their credit cards didn't work and they couldn't get on the train. Yep. Like, yeah, that's oh well. If we if we apply pressure to the Russian people, excuse me, to the Russian people, then maybe they'll throw him out of office. Yeah. Good luck with that. Well, first I mean, off, can, let's let's assume we, that's true. How yeah. is that still not a freaking war crime? Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. We, you know, we, we've we've tried to do that before with, you know, who knows how many places. Look at the Cubans. How Look did that Iran. come? Iran, Cuba. I mean, you can run down the list. This stuff never really makes any real changes. They suffer. And then and usually what happens? Oh, well, it's America targeting us. We yeah. must stand up to America yeah. or we do successfully overturn the government. And somebody worse who finally who got to take advantage of the overturned government goes. But remember, America is the enemy. They are, because they know that we're the ones that jacked up their whole country. That's right. There's nobody in Libya who doesn't think that we didn't screw totally screw Libya over. And by yep. Libya, we mean Libyans. Yep. I mean, granted, you know, they got to take out some frustration on Gaddafi. As I understand, he got anally sodomized with um, broomsticks and such when he, when they hauled him out, hauled his body out into the streets. Um, by the way, I do apologize for that uh, for that very graphic image, but that is the news report. The um, you know, and, and sure, they you know it was cathartic. 
They got to sodomize a corpse in the streets for, you know, a day, day and a half or whatever. Okay, cool. Now, everybody who's in, like, even semi-quasi in charge in Libya, they know it was America who did it. That's right. Like, you don't think the Taliban, I mean, seriously, we kicked the Taliban's took us up and down Afghanistan, forced them back into the caves, and 20 years later, gave them $86 billion worth of weapons. Do you think they're going to forget that we pushed them back into the caves? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Boy. Yeah, well, that's, you know, uh, I mean, we can't even, we can't even get people worked up enough to, to, to get rid of their own idiots in this country. Well, okay, so, so, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. So Milan Matusik, um, the author of Colvadis uh, Domine, okay. um, sent me um, a speech that he gave. And you just actually brought it up. And uh, give me one moment. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Um, oi. Never could have died. COVID, blah, blah, blue. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Nope, that's not it. I want to, but that's not it. See, the thing is, is he's actually so entertaining when he's when he's talking. Like, when he put together this whole thing, it's like, oh, hey. Oh, there we go. Um, wait, is that it? It's a cruel reality of life that everywhere we look, we naturally find more stupid people than those considered to be very smart. This applies to our own family, village, city, or country. Hint, otherwise you would be meeting only Einstein-type characters every day. Lucky you, if you do. <laughs> the, um... Mm -hmm. Where is it at? Where is it at? Okay. Okay. Who is going to win the election every time for the foreseeable future with uncanny, uncanny inevitability? Well, here's the thing. If there's more takers than makers and there's more stupid people than smart people, then the majority the majority who's going to win are the dumb ones. There you go. As he says, the game of democracy is, of course, a game of numbers. The unpleasant historically proven fact is, is that the majority is always wrong. Yep. There's no complicated mathematical formulas needed. Yes, there are more stupid people and more takers in the world. In general elections, they inevitably will always win. You see, the sad part about the brain-wrecked people is that they cannot even comprehend the simple fact that no man is going to vote against his own best interests. Ever. Not going to happen. Yep. <clears throat> oh, man, there's actually, he had a really, really great. Oh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to, so this is a, this is an edit of a quote from the president of the Czech Republic, or supposedly from the Czech Republic um, when Barack Obama was elected, but we're going to modify it to today. The danger to the United States is not let's go Brandon, but a citizenry capable of entrusting a man like him with the office of the presidency. It will be far easier to limit and undo the follies of the Let's Go Brandon presidency than to restore the necessary common sense and good judgment to a depraved electorate willing to have such a man for their leader. 
The problem is much deeper and far more serious than Mr. Brandon, who is a mere symptom of what ails America. Blaming the Prince of Fools should not blind anyone to the vast confederacy of fools that made him their prince. The The Republic can survive. Let's go, Brandon, who is, after all, merely a fool. It is less likely to survive a multitude of fools such as those who made him their president. There you go. That sums it up. So, (laughs) do you live in a democracy? Would you want to live in a democracy? After hearing such a statement as that, do you still want to live in a democracy? Because at least as Catholics, we know that democracy looks like Jesus on the cross and Barabbas going free. That's right. But most everybody else, eh, not so much. Not so much, yes. But see, this is the this is the whole line of lies we've been we've been uh, we've been taught for you know decades. You know, fascism bad, democracy good. Quick, quick side note. So the accent is not a Czech, uh, Czech Republican accent or a former Czech, former Czechia accent, because Mil- Milan Matusik is formerly of the he's uh, of the Soviet Czech Republic. Um, that was actually my friend from the army who was Ukrainian, ah, who okay. managed who managed to teach me that accent. <laughs> so that was a Ukrainian accent. People. For those of you who couldn't tell the difference, that's why you're American, and it's probably why you shouldn't vote. There you go. <laughs> oh, nobody's getting a break on this episode. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and that, well, that's the whole, that's the whole, every, we're, every, all men are created equal. Well, sorry, no, they're not. <laughs> all men are created equal but some are more equal than others ah yes <laughs> yep yep <laughs> oh, hey, which is I suppose at least closer to the truth what might actually be the truth is that God created everybody to fit within a hierarchy that he established for the entirety of the universe that's right And if you don't understand his ways, that's because you are a finite little speck of dust, and he is God. Right. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Uh And I managed to squeeze in a quick little Lenten reflection in there, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, (laughs) Oh, no, I don't want to actually get sidetracked on that one. Um, You know what? Actually... <clears throat> can we only ever talk about the New World Order and you and World War Three, or can we talk about other stuff? Um, we can talk about whatever we want. This is, uh, you know, chaos roundup. That is true. Um, this is not exactly a news part, um, but I had the opportunity because I was watching The Meaning of Catholic earlier today. Um, and Timothy Flanders happened to point out um, that you can spring over to Fish Eaters. He's got a whole big schmeel. Oh, on, yeah. on the, the Catholic sure. Zodiac. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. and so they gave me a link, which I was like, okay, cool, let's pull up a star map. 
Uh, you know, one of those nice high speed calculatable ones where you punch in the date and the time and this, that and the other. And you can actually get, you know, the night sky or the daytime sky or whatever, like whatever it is that you happen to be looking for. Um, <clears throat> and I ran an experiment. And it's one that I got keyed in on, because if you ever saw the movie uh, The Bethlehem Star, the documentary about the star of Bethlehem. Yes. Um, uh, you know, the lawyer who goes through and he tries to explore all these things and pick all that stuff up. Um, brilliant because he talks about Catholic astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he only kind of touches on it because he's actually principally talking about the real historical fact of the Bethlehem star. Mm-hmm. Now there are many people who say that he's mistaken and cool. Whatevs. Yeah. Um, because there's a bunch of stuff that he's not mistaken about. Like he's not mistaken about the lunar eclipse. Um, the lunar eclipse on the same day as a solar eclipse on the day that our Lord was crucified. He's not mistaken about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, and there's a bunch, there's like, there's a bunch of other stuff where it's like, okay, you know, Kepler, Johann Kepler, Catholic, uh, Copernicus, Catholic, Galileo mm-hmm. Galilei, Catholic. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was a douchebag, but he was still Catholic. Yeah. Um, and so I, I ran a quick experiment. And so I and so I typed in because I'd often heard that the Western horoscope thing was off and I never bothered. I, I don't care enough to check. So I didn't. <clears throat> so I went to my day, the day I was born, the time I was born. And I made a startling discovery. Uh-oh. It had nothing to do with. And I mean, yes, it did actually also talk about how, yes, what they would say about the Western horoscope charts is true. It is off. But that wasn't the startling discovery. The startling discovery was when you actually jump through the constellations and what their and what their significance and symbolism is in Catholicism. Had a very different story to tell than the one that I'd grown up with, because, of course, you know, most people get looped up into astrology and horoscopes and all that stuff. And it's the Western stuff and all that. It was a very Catholic story. Um, It was one that was also related to my name. It was one related to some of the adventures that I would end up going through in my life from a biblical standpoint. So these are, of course, these are, of course, metaphorical, metaphysical, you know, they're, they're, they're similar. They're not, they're not, you know, because I'm obviously, obviously I'm not the Christ. I'm not, you know, I'm not anyone of any real significance. Um, So none of the real, like truly biblical epics are being talked about. But the, but the overcurrents of some of the things that went on in my life and some of the things that um, that God had intended very much showing up right there. And this is a very personal thing for every person. So like I could tell you every bit of it and it, but it would make mostly no sense. Um, and if you think this is all bubkiss, you don't actually have to, you know, go check it out. I recommend that you do because it's really, it's really fascinating information and it'll get your mind off of world war three and COVID and the new world order and all the other chaos crap that's going on in the world. I jumped to the day of my baptism, which also had spiritual significance, like, because the story that's told in, 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 um, for the Catholic, for the symbolism of the stars from a Catholic perspective it was an interesting, like I looked, I was like, wow, that's really impressive. Like this is kind of cool. And it made sense. Um, 
Now, mind you, I'm literally reading, like I'm seeing where the sun is, where the moon is, and then I'm reading the story that these constellations symbolize. And that's it. We're not doing any of this crazy mathematical, you know, 10 degrees of this and that and the other from, you know, from around Arcturus's neck or whatever. Like, we're not doing any of that. Right. This is a cursory reading of Catholic history and um, and symbolism and symbology. The well, I'm now two for two. You know, I got the day of my birth. I got the day of my baptism. So I jumped ahead to the day that I went to prison. And oh, holy crap. You want to talk about a ridiculously scary sight in the stars. Wow. Basically saying, like, like when you look at, because I'm literally looking, I'm looking up at the stars, I'm looking at the position of the sun, this, that, and the other, looking at the position of the moon, and fr- and mind you, it's also posted from the location that I was at at the time, because it's kind of, it helps. It doesn't really matter overly, um, but it does kind of help um, because, you know, the position above the horizon, below the horizon, all that other stuff does kind of matter. But, oh, holy crap, was it accurate. Wow. Depicting, like, literally bringing, talking about the day that I would be brought to justice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I jumped ahead. I was like, all right, we're now three for three and creepy. I was confirmed while in prison. And on the day, the triumph of the church over the evil one. Whoa. On the day, that was the story from a Catholic perspective in the night sky. And I should say daytime sky because I I actually just did it from roughly the time when I was being from the time, like for the events, the times when these things happened. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Let's jump ahead one more. Like at this point, like I'm starting to get the heebie-jeebies and the willies because like all of this is kind of cascading in because Mm -hmm. there's, because there's, it's that momentary realization where God may have actually written the story of a speck of dust like me in the stars. Not a small thing, because that doesn't that doesn't speak to the awesomeness of this grain of sand, but it does speak to the immensity of the infinite God and exactly how good he is at all of this. That's right. So I went to one more and I did the day of my release from prison. And I will tell you, birth, baptism, incarceration, confirmation, release from prison, five major events in my life, five biblically major events in my life, and every single one of them written in the night's sky. All of them. Wow. Wow. Because on the day of my release from prison, the story in the constellations was speaking about <laughs> the release from sin and the release and the re- and the re- and the redemption and forgiveness and i'm just like my mind was blown now could yeah. i use this to predict the future no why no not meant for that <laughs> how would how on earth would i manage to pull that one off yeah. <laughs> like that, like seriously, I'd have to have the day. I'd have to have the day of the event. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like this is so there's no determinism in here, at least not obviously not from a human perspective. God right. and even actually and even God says like it's not even about you know, uh, contravening our will. There is no predestination. There are marks of predestination, which we have to conform ourselves to. But, but if we don't conform ourselves to those marks, like we can't just sit back and go, it's in my stars, man. I'm going to heaven. Yeah. Like that's yeah, not how yeah. that works. No. So, <clears throat> but, and, and I'm just looking and mind you, it's just a brief and granted some of it's the, um, because it's literally, I'm, and I'm not even joking, it's the position of the sun. And what's wild, um, the the date of my incarceration put me at the foot of the scales of justice. Wow. That was the position of the sun in the sky on the, on the day at the time of my incarceration. When, 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 when the judge came back with guilty, you're doing six years. Um, <clears throat> the, I was, you, you know, at the foot of the scales of justice in the right claw of the Scorpio. Wow. <clears throat> um, and there's a huge big thing about Scorpio, about Scorpio and cancer, and, and it's related to darkness and this, that, and the other. You have to go go to the website and read about it. It's very fascinating how the uh, what the Catholics see as, particularly because they have what the Greeks and the Romans, and like they have like a lot of the other cultures, and they'll talk about it. Um, but they have, so you kind of get a comparison between what the Greeks talk about and then what the Catholics actually uses the symbolism and, and the meaning and all that. Um, but using just the Catholic symbolism and I'm sitting there and I'm going, Oh wow. That's um, I really like, can I just tell you, I'm not a big fan, um, but the yeah. day, but I mean, literally the uh, being released from the, it was actually released from bondage from the bondage of sin. That was specifically on the day of my, uh, on the day I was released from prison. The, um, <clears throat> and it was, and, but it was like that, and I mean, we're talking very just ridiculously just crazy. Like the you look at it, you read it and you just sort of know because you're because it's not just you. It's, it, it, you know, you've also got your guardian angel there to be like, hey, by the way, let's take these scales off your eyes. So you see this. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just and, and it very <laughs> make you feel very, very small. Um I'm looking at because I'm staring at the screen and I'm tearing up and I'm going, you, I keep like, I'm, it's unfathomable, unfathomable that God cared that much to do that. Oh yeah. Like, and I say fathom specifically because fathom, what is a fathom? A fathom is your, your, your middle finger to middle finger fully extended. Yeah. Um, the, uh, like you cannot grasp that on a human level. Um, <clears throat> And that was just like like mind blowing. The um, <laughs> and it's much easier to do in retrospect. The well, and well, and that's the way it's meant to be, you know. It's, mm -hmm. You know, we, we get we get hints of these things, you know, as we get further along in the faith. Yeah, we see these these events of our past, and we're like, oh yeah, now I see. And and. Like I said, for those for those of you out there who are listening and you might be a little bit worried about this stuff, um, fisheaters.com, they do a great job. They have all of the resources. They have citations, um, you know, the teachings from the fathers of the church. Like, they have all of it. So it's all there. And you'll be able to actually look through it. Like, there's nothing, especially since they compare it and contrast it with the secular and the pagan um, philosophies. So you can see very clearly 
the differences between what the what the Catholic opinion is um, and what the imagery, the the uh, the metaphysics, the cosmology, all of that stuff. Like you can see the distinctive difference um, in the way it's parlayed. Um, and <clears throat> if you still think that the Zodiac is the occult, um, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe you maybe maybe it's just not your time yet to have this, those particular scales lifted off your eyes. And if that's the case, whatevs, man, They're because I mean, this is in that this is in that realm of prudential judgment. Mm-hmm. So this is this isn't something, you know, you just <clears throat> I just want to make sure that people don't get raked over the coals when they're talking about this, because there's a particular you know, there's the Catholic way, which is the narrow road, and then there's everybody else's way, which is trash. Right. Well, it's like everything else that, you know, we take God's creation and we, you know, we can use it for good or we can use it for uh, for evil. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's <clears throat> the... It is scriptural that they that he wrote the story in the stars. Exactly. You know, like there's like that is scripture. The heavens proclaim. Exactly. Thank you. The heavens proclaim his glory, the glory of the Lord. The uh, and and that is basically. I don't know. Basically, if you ever want to be reassured of that sort of stuff, you know, you dip into something like that and you go, oh, hey, wow, God is really watching like he does care. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> the um i heard i heard it attributed i think it was attributed to either saint augustine or saint francis that god loves each and every one of us as though we were the only one yes <clears throat> which is a mathematic perfection because that's exactly what you get with an infinite god and a finite people <laughs> yep. so <clears throat> you know he doesn't love he doesn't love each and every one of us as well as the others of us but he does love each and every one of us as though we were the only one. Right. And there's a key distinction on that one, because obviously the the human being he loved the most was the Blessed Mother. Clearly. I mean, he loved her enough to make to make her his wife. There you so. go. Yeah, that's another thing that gets up with that gets, you know, people, people get confused with the modern egalitarianism. It's, you know, how well, how come he how come he loves you know, you more than he loves me. Ugh. Well, hey, that's the way it is. And no, oh, hey, by the way, I don't know for sure that he loves you more than he loves me. I just, there you go. I just, I just know that it's not an impossibility. It's a non-zero chance that you, where you believe your relationship with God is, might be a little bit different from what he believes your relationship with God is. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> and most of that is incumbent, not on him, but on us. So, oh, a lot of it is. I mean, even the Blessed Mother, she didn't, you know, she was given the chance. She, it was her, her fiat. Yep. Yep. If she didn't cooperate, yep. I'm sure he would have gone to somebody else. I mean, that would have been, oh, oh, I would not well, want to be in the, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> I got still. I don't even want to imagine what that would actually look like cosmically speaking, but, but yeah, but it's not, but the fact is, is that it was possible. Right. So (laughs) the, (laughs) I mean, there's a few things that were like, you know, there's a finite number of women alive in that day that it was going to be. Right. You know, they were all going to be, they were all going to be of the house of David. Right. 
you know, right. <laughs> like yeah, that I mean, was going to happen. Yeah, it's not like, you know, it's not like he, he picked someone randomly. Yeah, no, he had her formed in his mind from the beginning. Exactly. So. Oi. I feel uh, like that's actually a much better topic to go ahead and leave off of because it's much more hopeful. Yeah. And that's you know, it. I mean, there's, you know, there's a good sprinkling of reality in there, but it's yep. far more hopeful. You know, yep. it, it's. In the, in the end, her immaculate heart will triumph. Yep. And all of the other stuff, all of the stuff that we're talking about. Um, I mean, as crazy as a lot of the stuff that goes on, the fact is, I mean, we're literally talking some smoke filled coffee house crap. There it you doesn't, go. It does not matter. Nope. It matters that you're that you get into and stay in a state of grace because he comes like a thief in the night. And this is the great and terrible day of the Lord. That's right. And, you know, no, 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 no better time like the uh, the time of Lent to uh, to get us back on the right track here. Exactly. Exactly. You want this to stop. You want this war in Ukraine to stop. You know what you got? I mean, if you're a Catholic, you know what you got to do. You got to bust out that rosary and you got to get on your knees and you got to pray. Pray, fast, do penance, make reparation. We've known these were our tools for 104, excuse me, 105 years now. Like we've known it for certain. Our lady said it bluntly. The rosary will be the final weapon that I give you in the end times. So we know this is it. This is the weapon that we have. Draw, draw that rosary, point it at the enemy, and get to praying. There you go. Ooh, man, I always love doing this, and I'm really glad that we don't have the time constraints that we used to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> all I got to do is, is just bundle this up and convert it to an MP3 and upload it. And so this is actually pretty awesome. Um, so by the end of this week, Programming note, I should have the Radio Free Catholic website, RadioFreeCatholic.com, fully up and running, which would be awesome because I plan on putting the, uh, you'll have the RSS feed for the current episodes and all of the past episodes. There will eventually be a page that we're putting, that, that I'll be putting up for live podcasting. So there will be eventually, I'm going to start to work it, work it in, uh, where we start doing at least once a month, we'll do a live podcast where you'll be able to call in and actually have the conversation in real time. Um, I don't know how well that's going to work. <laughs> Who knows? Like at this point, like seriously, I mean, we're not exactly talking about a professional here. We're talking about the biggest amateur who only does this in his spare time. I so know. I don't know how that's going to work, but hopefully it will work. Um, there will eventually be some merch. You'll be able to, you'll be able to, uh, now, the merch, based on where I'm at right now, probably be another three to four months, not because I don't have the designs for the merch, but because I need to actually get the supplier for the stuff, um, <clears throat> the a steady supplier, much better than the guys who made my very fantastic flags. Um, I don't want you to order on the website and have to wait five weeks to get a piece of merch, so I want to try and cut that down to like two weeks. The... Um, Obviously, we're in the we're in the post overnighting from Amazon, so that's not going to be a thing. Yeah. The um, <clears throat> but there will eventually there will eventually be some merch. Most in particular, it will be flags. I don't do t-shirts. T-shirts are underwear. Um, 
But we might do some, but we might do some grunt style pirate ball caps or something. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> okay. I mean, the, it's not uh, exactly manly, but you know, it's okay. I know, for, right? out, out, you know, whatever. It'd be, it'd be much, much. Well, see, the problem is, is I also like, I wouldn't be one of those people who would be pompous enough to go to like, Hey Stetson, could you make radio free Catholic cowboy hats? Or fedoras well, or stuff. I yeah, mean, that's, as, that's not that's that's not a thing anyway. No, but I get I get what you mean. It's you know it's good for your out you know you're out on the whatever. Yeah, out working mission, on the car, whatever. Out working you know, on the car, playing with the family, out at the yeah. Sunday picnic or something like there that. There you go. The um you know not at the March for Life. If you're like no, no joke, if you're at the March for Life and you're not waving a Radio Free Catholic banner and you're just wearing the ball cap. I mean, like, I'm trying to get the price down to less than, like, I want to get the price of the flag to less than the ball cap. So I'm going to be really, really annoyed if I'm, if I'm like looking at news coverage of some protest rally and I see a radio free Catholic ball cap and I don't see some radio free Catholic flags. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it over. I had a little bit of a critique of the flag. Oh, you know, besides the fact that it fades quick as ever. No, the design. Oh. How come the crown is not over the sacred heart? Oh, because it's supposed to symbolize the crown of martyrdom. Ah. Okay. I I, I was asked that, and I didn't have the answer. Now I do. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's it's. if it's the if it's the red flag, you know, I mean, granted, it's a gold crown in either flag, but if it's the red yeah. flag, it's a crown of martyrdom. Okay. If it's the uh, you know of red martyrdom, and if it's the white fl- or the black flag, then it's a crown. Then it's supposed to be the crown of white martyrdom. But right. yeah, no, that's yeah, that's yeah, the, no, the crown, the crown over the skull. The whole point is, is that you led a good life and you won the crown. Okay. Um, that, right. Okay. Yeah. The sacred heart yep. is the sacred heart is in the canton up in the yep. upper corner. To, to to show that Christ is the chief and that all things we do we do under his authority under his reign okay which is which is its symbolism for its location in, on the flag okay <clears throat> so the crown is implicitly there even though it's not visibly I had to try and keep it somewhat simplified right um, otherwise you lose the pirate aesthetic but right. yeah no the the crown over the skull is the crown of martyrdom yeah, the crown of martyrdom see I didn't I I don't know. I didn't I didn't catch on to that. And somebody, you know, came and admired the flag and is like, well, how come the, you know, the crown is not over the sacred heart for Christ the King? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, you'll notice that the, the skull isn't wearing the crown. The crown isn't on the skull. It's, no, it's the above skull. the skull. Yes, exactly. I had a separation there. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no guarantee that you get the crown. But that's yep. but the object of the race is to achieve the crown. Yep. So, yeah, no, no, yeah, that no, that's actually all all everything in the red field is a message for mortal man, who we serve is up in the blue corner. All right. Well, see, there you go. Now, now, everybody will want to get one. <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> as soon as I as soon as I can get them out, because if like at this rate we're gonna mess around and forget about them. <laughs> But oh, and actually, you won't be able to forget about them too much because they're actually in incorporated in the pictures uh, for the website and all that. So it's 
I will get to it eventually. Remember, I do have a day job, but if I if I wait too long and you guys are like, hey, I'd really like the flag, go ahead and shoot me a message, Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com, uh, and I will, you know, uh, self-flagellate and try and try and, and try and get something up and running a little bit quicker. Um, some of this is also, you know, sort of promoted by demand. Like if I if I know that I'm going to be able to put out a whole bunch of these, because mind you. I don't have any intention of making any money from any of the merch. The merch is all going to be sold basically at cost plus whatever it costs to ship. Um, Cause I'm not like the message is far more important than the messenger. Right. So <clears throat> the, um, and that's also why I'm trying to keep a lot of it as simple, as simple as possible, but make it stuff that people would really like. So <clears throat> The um yeah, and if I go to change the price or whatever, it's not even gonna be me changing the price. It'll be whatever it costs like no joke, it'll be whatever it costs to make. So the um mostly if you want to support the show, those links will be on the website as well once I once I figure out whether uh, who it's I know it's probably not gonna be Patreon. I mean they just canceled Eric uh Gajewski, so I'm probably not gonna use Patreon. Um but probably be Subscribestar. Um and you'll be able to make one time donations or subscriptions. Um, and there'll be links for all of that stuff. If you want to support the show, I know I have actually gotten some messages about places to support the show, which is why I'm doing this update. So, but all of those links will be on the website. The website will be fully up this week. There will be much fanfare in the episode <laughs> when it, when it is finally up and I can actually click and type in radiofreecatholic.com and get everything that I'm looking for. Cool. Um, but the process is already paid for so It's mostly just working out the final details. Um, and as always with all things, with pretty much everything from this show, I pay for it out of pocket. So, and that's in general, kind of the way I like it because it means if I'm not profiting, then you, if you're not profiting, you can't be a grifter. (laughs) There you go. So the, um, and even, and even like a lot of like the money that comes in, um, like I paid out of pocket this time around, it'd be nice to have the couple hundred dollars next year actually come in and be like, Oh, Hey, we're cool. We're going to throw the money straight over there. Yep. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I would not have started this whole thing if I, if it like, uh, mind you. Um, and th- so, you know, full disclosure, the podcast, uh, subscription, the way the platform I pay for a subscription, um, to make sure that I have a team for a, a quote unquote team for, uh, to ha- help handle any technical difficulties with the podcast. So I'm paying to put the podcast up. Um, when I do the live radio show, I'll be paying to put the radio show up. Um, I pay for the, I pay for the website domain and I pay, and I pay for the website service. Um, all of those come out of pocket. I don't do, I, I don't do this for the money. I do this because I enjoy it. Um, if I manage to bring in enough money to cover these, some, I think it's actually, uh, if I go to start up the radio program, it's going to be $2,000 a year for that. Um, a little bit more than $2,000 a year. The, uh, the podcast, the podcast and the website all told will probably cost me a thousand dollars this year. Um, you know, obviously it's not free, but I'm also not here. Like I said, I'm not here to make the money. So if you want to contribute, I'm not going to turn it down and the links will be open once the website's up. Um, and if you have any ideas for other stuff to put on the website, um, no, there will not be a video feed. You can't be pirate radio and do video. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's not going to be a video feed. Yeah. Um, we'll do a call in show. I'm not doing a video feed. There you it's go. just not happening. Um, or if I do a video feed, I'll do it kind of like what Trad Patrick does, where it's, you know, some yeah. image on the screen or like he used to do since he doesn't do it anymore. Uh, but some image on the screen and then a live chat or something like that. Um, but in truth, I find those to be the least engaging videos. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what's the point of watching an image on the screen that never changes? Well, it's, it's not it's not just that. But I mean, it, like you're watching the you're watching the live chat scroll up. And then you're watching oh, the, the live, live chat, chat thing. Yeah. 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 And, and, it, and it's like, yeah, no, I'm not like I'm, I'm not I'm not interested in doing that. I'd much rather actually, you know, talk to, you know, actually have somebody say, hey, what about this? You know, right. um, and so a call in show would be far better. Yeah. The uh, I agree. plus it gives me a chance to, you know, engage. And who knows? Maybe one of these days I can convince Milan to come on. Um. In fact, actually, I think I'm going to talk. I'm trying to talk him into uh, showing up for an interview because oh. my conversations with him are eye-opening. He and I, like, it's funny because the the listener who paired us up together, um, but it was like, hey, yeah, I sent him this. You know, I contacted him, let him know. Basically, like when I listen to him, you know, when he talks, he basically kind of sounds like you. Only he's a little bit more gruff. Um, and then I pop, then I have a tendency to pop off of the mouth with some very graphic metaphors and uh-huh. that kind of, and suddenly I catch up with him in gruffness. The, um, oh, yeah. the, uh, well, I mean, he, apparently he's legendary for, for constantly referring to people who don't get it as morons. Um, I, on the other hand, have graphic imagery, um, that's not cussing, but it's still pretty explicit. So the, um, in fact, I think she was saying, she was saying to uh, somebody, it was like, yeah, it was kind of like, kind of like Milan if Milan didn't, you, you know, if, if only a little bit more, what'd she say? I think she said civilized. And as she was saying it, the podcast was playing in the background and I compared something to a circle jerk. Uh, <laughs> and it was just like, and I'm just like, oh, gracious. Um but yeah, like I want to see uh, eventually if I can get him to come on the show because he is unique specifically because like many people from the former Soviet Union, he can see through to all of the communist tricks like really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And so he's really good at pointing him out. Um, and he's and he's like his whole worldview was formed between him being, you know, an aircraft mechanic in um, or uh, I think it was an aircraft mechanic. But he was but he was in the Soviet Army. Yeah. And and, you know, and like most and like most young soldiers, he was a bit of he was a bit of a wise bit of a wiseacre. Um, and so like he's very. And that part hasn't actually changed, but he's very, very he's got a very keen observation, um, observational skills. And right now he's just been beating the drum to wake people up and say, hey, democracy is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you haven't read the book out there, dear family, his book is called. Uh, quo vadis domine. You may know where you are. Or hang on, let me just grab. Let me just grab the thing. We might know where we are. We might know where we wish to be, but do we know how to get there? And it's available on Amazon. I got mine from Barnes and Noble because I absolutely refuse. Uh, now that I can't even get a decent pair of pants that's not from China. The, uh, but, uh, but no, I picked the mine up from Barnes and Noble. Um, and it's, and it sounds like him, like 
when you hear him on the show, like if I can get him on the show, when you hear him, you're going to be like, oh, yep. <laughs> you read the book and you're going to hear his voice. So <clears throat> the, um, but yeah. Man, that's what I got for the grifter segment. Okay. Great grifting, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, grifting, but I, I'm grifting, but I'm not interested in making any money. And, oh, hey, by the way, you should get this book so somebody else makes money. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what do you got going on upcoming before we actually finally wrap this up? Uh, 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 going on retreat next week. Oh, jealous. Yeah, uh, second annual at this. Uh, it's, it was about around the same time last year. Oh. Nice, nice. Yeah, it was, it was amazing last last year. So awesome, it was like awesome. A, uh, you know, a a, a a a turbo boost. You know, can't recommend, that, recommend it enough. That I wish I didn't have to drive halfway across the country to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No matter how you slice it, for you, it's uh, yeah. It's yeah. It's a long trip long trip all righty <clears throat> well i guess that's about that's going to about do it for us um builder mike i appreciate it as always when you come on my pleasure dear family remember we're only getting through this in prayer penance fasting reparation that's it otherwise we're going to be subject to all the full forms the whole of the chastisement with it our lady said it can only be mitigated by fasting, prayer, and penance. And, oh, hey, by the way, kind of a key thing, stop sinning. <laughs> with that, have a holy Lent. This is Builder Mike and Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.